episode two of Honey and Heart. <laughs> Snaps for that episode two. <laughs> I'm Taylor. And I'm Jacqueline. And today we're going to be discussing the pros of masculine leadership styles and cons. All of it. We are feminists in that we respect masculine energy and know that there is a time and a place for it always. And that's included in leadership. The yin and yin, the yin and the yang. Perfect. <laughs> the light in the dark. The light in the dark. <laughs> we'll let we'll let the listeners decide which is light and which is dark. Whatever that means for you. Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, okay, Taylor, question for you. So what are some feminine leadership characteristics when someone says they have like feminine qualities? What does that mean to you? Um, I mean, very soft. I always think of moms as like the go-to. I think so too. Or teachers. Yeah. Or teachers. That's more relatable. You know, not everyone has moms, but most people have had teachers. Yeah. Like the maternal figure. Yeah. Like Mrs. Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's always a lesson to be learned. And I feel like that's a actually a great example of just a leader in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be masculine or feminine, but someone who leads you to the resources for you to figure out the answer on your own. Yeah, she was good at that. But I would say she's a bit more... Her adventurous side is definitely, I guess, would be a more masculine trait. That's true. That's true. I think when I think like masculine leadership, I think adventurous is a good way to say it. But I also find myself thinking of like assertiveness, Mm -hmm. which I definitely think is a positive. Um, I think sometimes you just need to be aware of how assertive you're being and make sure you're not deterring other people. Yeah. But I think being assertive and knowing what you want and knowing how to navigate your way there is is always a good thing. Yeah, I like how our characteristics for like what's masculine, assertiveness, what's feminine, Mrs. Frizzle. (laughs) 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 We're just hoping everyone at home knows what Mrs. Frizzle is like. If you didn't get to enjoy the magic school bus growing up... Um, Mrs. Frizzle is super kind, super yes. compassionate. Yes. Eccentric. Very, yes. Eccentric, which, you know, that could go either way. Yeah. That's a, the, in the middle. Um, but yeah, very kind, very compassionate. And, you know, she's like a mom, cool mom. Yeah. I feel like, okay, let's see if we can brainstorm and think of a male example. It's so bad, but like when I think male leader, the first person I think of is Michael Scott from The Office. Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know if he's like the best example. Um, Why do we still like him? I know, has a heart of gold. Has a heart of gold. If I was in his office, though, I don't think I would stay. No, I agree. I would stay in Mrs. Frizzle's classroom, but I would not stay in Michael Scott's office. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's 2020. We're leaving our toxic workplaces behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'm thinking of like who I think of really embodied masculine leadership, and but I'm not sure. Did you watch um, the Michael Jordan documentary that was on Netflix? No, I didn't. Seeing who Michael Jordan is, um, 
in real time, like seeing who he was in the nineties when really all I know him as is like the folklore of my, wait, did I say Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson? Um, Jordan. Okay, good. I'm talking <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. Basketball. I got myself. Nervous. <laughs> um, but you know, like seeing him as a retired man in 2000 and in the two thousands was different than him in his heyday in the nineties. And sometimes he was like kind of an asshole and he like admitted to it. Yeah. He said, you know, when guys weren't playing right, I told them. And when they wanted to go out to drink, you know, I would go into their hotel rooms and be like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, very assertive, very aggressive. You're going to work just as hard as I am because that's the only way we can win. I know that I'm the best person on this team. So I know that you should be listening to me mm-hmm. and just very assertive, very confident, but also approached it in a way that I just honestly couldn't could not come up with a female example of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, too, that's a good example of, like, showing that not all of those, the ways he was leading were bad. Like, even though sometimes he was an asshole. And I think that's what kind of, like, muddies the water there. Mm-hmm. That, like, depending on who, it really depends on who the person is, I think, like, mm-hmm. what kind of leadership style they can have that people will embrace. Agreed. With him in that situation, totally makes sense. When I, like, the first masculine leader that came to my mind that was, like, probably, like, a, I don't know, it's, like, Mr. Rogers and Obama. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love this though. I know, but then I was like, Mr. Rogers is not like a typical, or, or Obama really is a typical example of masculine leadership, you know, so, but, so that's why I like yours. I like yours better. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think that that's a really good example is like, there are men who definitely tend to have more stereotype stereotypical or um archetypal female or feminine sorry female is definitely the wrong thing to say feminine leadership types and there are women who have more masculine leadership types and i've kind of felt that in my own life i felt that i've taken on both depending on the situation that i'm in Mm -hmm. but i actually really really like the mr rogers example (laughs) especially if we're going to talk about miss frizzle i should have been married yeah. <laughs> they were the perfect like TV marriage for my like six year old mind to comprehend. Yeah. Totally. Mr. Rogers is everything. They both have very similar qualities, I would say. So you said Miss Frizzle and then you said Mr. Rogers and Obama. Mm-hmm. I came out with the MJ, but now maybe let me brainstorm and think. Who do I think when I think like feminine? Um, ah, I think Miss Honey from Matilda. Oh, yes. Teacher. So teacher, teacher, <laughs> teacher the name Honey, like super soft, sweet, strong, but delicate. Um, honey, honey and heart. I think Miss Honey was a really good example for me. And I think in the movie Matilda too, the juxtaposition of Miss Trunchbull, who was, you know, the broad-shouldered, aggressive, slicked-back hair, wearing very masculine clothes, almost Mm -hmm. like militant woman Mm -hmm. 
in in the movie i feel like that sets a really stark contrast between like the the stereotypical feminine and masculine leadership styles yeah i almost feel like that whole movie can sum up what we're trying to get at in yeah a, a little bit of danny devito yeah oh i totally forget he's in that oh my god um so if you guys want to watch a movie yes haven't seen it go watch matilda you might want to pause the podcast and come back yes yes please do (laughs) um but also just wondering are there any people in your like personal life so it's easy for us to kind of look at these people in like media or in books Mm -hmm. or in tv but is there anybody in your personal life who really stood out to you for their leadership style and did you feel like they had more like masculine or feminine leadership styles? I mean, I feel like I've worked with a good mix of bad leaders and good leaders and not saying that's masculine versus feminine, but um, I mean, and most of them have been male given my career choice, the industry that I am in, there is a lot of men and um, you know, I've had some really good ones that have surprised me for sure especially in my industry, which is one of the more rough and tough categories of jobs. So um, none in, there's not one, I would say that like, I don't know, like my first boss was so great to where he was like, the mindset was like, I want to teach you things so that you're better than I am when you get here. And just that mindset and how he carried himself, he was never like, he was only domineering when he needed to be and everyone would perk up. Right. Cause mm-hmm. he's not like that all the time. And, um, you know, in general, he just was always very calm, cool and collected and always had time to talk to you. Um, so those were the things that I appreciated in a leader. And I would say those, I mean, he, I think he embraced like a good balance of both qualities mm-hmm. You know, because he knew when to be calm and kind and compassionate and then when you do need to step up and be assertive in some situations. So we won't name him. (laughs) (laughs) But I think those are all like really standout things. And I think it's. Mm -hmm. It's nice, too, that like he might not have even thought that like, oh, wow, I'm really balancing well between the two. But especially Mm -hmm. for you being the woman in a very male dominated industry to have a direct supervisor be a leader in their own right. I think Mm -hmm. that that's something that not everyone's fortunate to have. A lot of people have managers, but they don't necessarily have leaders. They don't have people who are Mm -hmm. teaching them good skills. Yeah. And one of the hard things to see with him, too, I don't work for that company any longer, but um, also just seeing he wasn't getting that far as far as like progressing his career there. So it's really interesting to see someone that you think has like all these great leadership qualities and is like kind of getting stuck. That is interesting. (laughs) Little off topic, maybe. No. I don't think off topic at all. I mean, I also just think it's interesting too, like when you see someone who's doing so well, but you know that just what they could do is so much more and they're not being supported in that, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. my background for the most part, I would say is probably in the food and beverage industry. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And I've worked, I worked in the food and beverage industry for, I think like five years, which is very weird for only being in my mid twenties. But, um, I would have amazing restaurant managers who truly were leaders. They never told you what to do. They told you what the expectation was and you just wanted to do right by them. So you met the expectation. Mm-hmm. And my, in my case, it was my female manager. And just knowing that, like, as truly in awe of her as I was, and I felt like she handled masculine and feminine in the perfect amount, like, kind of how you said uh, when he would, like, when your manager would, like, lay down the law, everyone would perk up. Yeah. Um, you know, she would lay down the law. It was never raising her voice. It was never mm-hmm. angry. But when she would tell you that she was disappointed in the way something went down, it was kind of like all of us were like, we're so sorry. We'll do better next time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, I just thought like, damn, this woman could be like a CEO if she wanted to be. She could like lead a state. Mm-hmm. And I was so um, empowered by her and also yeah. seeing too, like, damn, I don't know if the people here appreciate all that you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Got another guy I work with. He's really great at like getting people like back on track or, you know, because he comes at it from like, he, it feels like it's your disappointed dad talking oh, to yeah. you. And you're like, wait, you're so nice. And I'm so sorry that <laughs> I messed up. Yeah. And yeah, just a nice guy. And what I think is interesting too is that like both of our examples that we have said we like balanced between the two uh, sort of qualities of masculine and feminine. And um, like doing some of the reading, one article is talking about how like people when are asked and they have an endless number of like qualities to assign, you know, to um, what's good for a leader, like what are good qualities for a leader? And they can write an endless list of those qualities. A lot of those are both masculine and feminine. And then when they're given like only, you know, maybe five words is all you get. That list um, then turns into mostly a list of masculine leadership qualities versus feminine. So I would say that does show a shift and like we're picking up on these things and other people are too of like, yeah, we need to have both Mm -hmm. in a good leader. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to it of like what people think is truly effective, it's still leaning towards those masculine qualities. Yeah. Like when push comes to shove, they wind up going for the more masculine qualities. And really, I do wonder if that is because just what we see, like the majority of people who are in high leadership positions are masculine leaders, whether they're like men or, or women, they do tend to take on like more masculine traits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, whether it be your governor or your president, um, there is this idea that like strong, assertive, analytical, mm-hmm. to the point, no bullshit, like that's what it takes. But it is interesting, like, even in in my household growing up. So like my mom is like a very, you know, she's a mom, she's Mm -hmm. delicate and kind and nice, but she was like also the disciplinarian in my household. So anytime we were in trouble, it was my mom who would, you know, punish us. But it's interesting, Mm -hmm. like even the way we were like punished within my home was a very like feminine way. It was, you know, talk to me about what you did. Talk to me about, 
how you think that made others feel? How does it make you feel when you, you know, throw a Gatorade bottle at your brother's head? And I was like, well, it doesn't make me feel good. And so really kind of taking those things. And I think that that was kind of an interesting approach because I don't know about your situation, but I definitely think with the generations older than us, it was like, you know, mom does the day to day, but if you get in trouble, it's time to call dad. I just wonder how often that like dynamic plays out because yeah. like what you described is very similar to mine. So I wonder if like those guys at work like asserting, yeah, being so assertive, then come home and are like, you deal with. I mean, that goes back to a gender stereotypes then too. Yeah, huh? it kind of does. And like who who is who's in the house day to day and then who kind of comes around at dinner and like lays down the line. Um, yeah. But it is just interesting how, you know, certain traits, they like come up in different ways. And, you know, it's not just your managers. Mm -hmm. It's not just world leaders. It's not just the um, adults who are in your home. It's all of those things combined. And it's funny that even if you, even if there was never a lesson in school that was like, here are different leadership types and here's what masculine is and here's what feminine is. I still think that based off of what we see and how we're socialized, we would still get to that same conclusion. You could replace like masculine and feminine with like soft and hard or, you know, there's a lot of different words you could use. I thought what was interesting though, too, like out of those traits that like, were on the list of like once they had to narrow mm-hmm. it down in that study, like it, there was still like competitiveness was mm-hmm. still up there, which I think is an interesting one that we would still value in society. Like competitive in what sense, you know, like what sense is competitiveness a good leadership yeah. trait? Um, I think that's a, that's a good question. And, and I kind of wonder that too, like very much, I don't know if you're on this side of TikTok, but uh, when girls are mm-hmm. rating the dating profiles and mm-hmm. I don't know what the question is, but for whatever reason, the answer seems to always be competitive about everything is like what all of the guys are responding. Mm-hmm. And it is funny because there comes a point where like, I don't want to hang out with somebody who's competitive. We think being competitive is working hard. Like if you're competitive, Mm -hmm. you want to win. And if you want to win, you're willing to work hard to get there. Mm -hmm. But I would rather take somebody who classifies themselves as being hardworking than somebody who classifies themselves as being competitive. Yeah, for sure. I also think, I mean, it most likely mean competitive against other leaders slash organizations Mm -hmm. slash businesses, you know, fill in your blank. Yeah. But, um, you know, in my opinion, that just comes from like the black mindset we have in society where like there can only be one. Mm -hmm. And so like people are still competing to like be that one. And it's, you know, it just comes from the overall worldview of like, you know, shifting your perspective. If you're looking at it from the individual sense, which America as a country does overall, it's always about individualism. So I would I'd love to see if like different parts of Europe would do this, like would go through the same thing. What would come out of there? Totally. Um, this is very off topic, but we'll see where it goes. Um, yeah. Me and my friends lately have 
been kind of discussing this idea of like, well, what's really like an American issue? Like, it's funny when you kind of zoom all the way out to thinking about just yourself as an American on a globe full of other people who identify themselves as being from other countries. Um, There are a lot of issues that feel all encompassing here, but are not issues in other countries just because of the way that they're socialized. So it would be interesting to know like what are other um, leadership styles in other countries and how are they valued? Um, I do think there's one takeaway though of like the fact that most world leaders are men So maybe this is a little naive of me, but I do think that I would assume that the majority of the countries who also have male leaders also have this leadership breakdown that we in the U.S. have the same type that we're talking about right here. I always think Europe's a little bit ahead of the curve. Granted, they've been around a lot longer. Okay, we're like we're like two hundred years in, right? I know, right? (laughs) Something like that. When was? 1776. I'm 300 years. Yeah, I'm bad at math. Yeah. You know, I listen to the Dak Shepard Mm -hmm. podcast and he's always so impressed with himself when he does fast math. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a not fast math podcast. No, I apologize to Mr. (laughs) Tyler. I swear I was going to be a teacher. Thank you, too. And I cannot add. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. Thank you so much to the, my calculus teacher, Miss Tyler, who used to let us come over to her house the night before tests for a study group. And I cannot even subtract 1776 from 2020. I won the best calculus student award <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, that's how much it sticks. Okay, I just blame uh, it on the human brain. Okay, there's not uh, enough capacity in yeah, it. Yeah, that's so I frustrating. Have a calculator in my pocket, I don't go <laughs> in my that's brain. True. That's true. There's limited space in there. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. can sing the whole Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song, but don't even talk to me about the unit circle, dude. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I think it, I, I'll send you a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know why you would use it, but. Yeah, but Europe, you know, always a little bit ahead of the curve. I mean, not all of Europe. Okay, Brit, the UK, we are praying for I know. you too. You are going I know. I actually. Probably the smelly as I ours. actually said to my dad but, today, I go, does it make you feel any better to know that the UK has Boris Johnson? And we were like, yeah, I think it does. <laughs> It helps. It helps that we're trying yeah, yeah, oh my God. In like 20 years, there's just going to be like all of these really deep connections made with like millennials from the US and millennials from the UK, just about all like the mm-hmm. shared trauma we have about our, ex- ex- we'll just call them eccentric leaders. They are just the epitome of the bad side of masculine leadership. So far, so it's beyond, it's, it's hyper-masculine leadership. And, Absolutely. You know, but... That's what we're saying, that not all of the those qualities are inherently bad. It's uh, it's always about the balance and not the amplification of one or the other, you know. And that's how people, I think, like, I mean, our brains so love to categorize things. Like, when we can't understand something, the be- easiest way for us to be like, oh, yeah, well, that's good. That's bad. And just, like add labels to it really quick 
when um, everything is so much more complicated (laughs) than that. And that's one of them, you know, when it comes to discussing the different leadership styles is like, okay, not, you know, all that feminine leadership is like so soft that it's not going to get anything done. Yeah. And then super masculine leadership is not always so terrible that it doesn't I mean look at where we've gone in society yeah masculine leaders pretty much from this you know the dawn of human existence to today and we've got we've gotten pretty far so thank you yeah for that yeah thank you men for that and we're ready for you to pass the baton it's interesting like if you were to get like as stereotypical boil it down dismissive of like the two traits if you like had to you know maybe give them a bad bad label take a grain of salt I do think that you know most people would maybe say like male leaders have masculine energy and that masculine energy leads them to be pig-headed female leaders have feminine energy and that feminine energy leaves them to be leads them to be passive aggressive. I feel like those are two things I hear a lot when people are critiquing the the yin to the yang, the other side of the coin. But like neither of those things have to be true. And I think that that's really kind of what we're trying to say. Like men being like, or I'm sorry, not men, masculine leadership styles being um, assertive and confident and analytical. Those are all good things. And Mm-hmm. Feminine leadership styles being um, communicative and collaborative. And, um, you know, I think there was one of the articles that we read, I can't remember, but like men are maybe more likely to jump on change. Women are less likely to jump on change, meaning that like masculine mm-hmm. is more, what is it, risk averse versus mm-hmm. like pro risk versus not, I guess. We'll just. When, Another lesson I learned from a different math teacher was if you don't know the word, pick a different word. So (laughs) I love that. That's from my freshman year math teacher. If you don't know a word, just pick a different word. (laughs) I love that. And I think that there's there's a time and a place for somebody who's willing to jump on to risk. And there's a time and a place for Mm -hmm. somebody who wants to just sit back and see the way that the industry or the market goes before making Mm -hmm. a big decision. And I think both of those things are good. We just need to be better about, one, accepting them. We need to accept when male leaders take on a more feminine role. And we need Mm -hmm. to accept when female leaders take on a more masculine role. Yeah, because it's definitely so far more palatable if a man's assertive in a Mm -hmm. workplace versus a woman and vice versa. Um, So it's bad for all of us that we're categorizing them so rigidly a lot of people will say like and I've experienced it too in my workplace where guys can like be yelling at each other and like you know upset and then go for beers after work like how can we connect like both those behaviors of like being passive aggressive or like holding a grudge after an argument and then you know just being able to brush it off and go get beers 
Yeah. And I definitely do hear that all the time, too, that, you know, men can be upset at each other, but then they come in the next day at work and it's like no harm, no foul. Everything's Mm -hmm. back to normal. I do think, though, that sometimes men are still frustrated, but they tell themselves that it's not appropriate to ask questions. It's not appropriate to do the follow up. Mm -hmm. They can't have like an emotional conversation and say, like, my feelings were hurt. And I don't think that that's okay. That's not fair to men. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not fair. Or even to female leaders who are like very masculine. Like Mm -hmm. I've had certain leads before who very much take on a masculine role. And even though they're a woman, sometimes I'm like, oh, I think she's upset with me, but Mm -hmm. I don't think that she's going to come to me and talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's a disservice, but I do agree with you. I I hate hearing the like women hold grudges thing, but truly I have like one standout from when I was working in restaurants, I was like a head server and I like barked at this busser, a girl busser in a way that was like not okay and was so rude. And I love her. We're like still friends. I saw her the other day and she probably doesn't remember this at all, but I was like, oh, so that's what you're gonna do. I like hit her with one of those. And then I like yelled at her and she came to me like literally three minutes later and she was like, hey, so I don't know how I can do that any differently. And when you speak to me in that way, you're not giving me any information of how I can do that differently. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was almost a moment where she called me out of like, you can be a leader in this situation and you're choosing not to be, but I'm coming to you because like, I want you to step up. And I also want us to have open lines of communication. And in that moment, I was like, wow, she's so right. I chose to be, and I don't think that that's a woman thing. I think it is like a person to person, um, Mm -hmm. circumstance to circumstance. I also think that this was a girl I knew, a woman who I knew who was a hard worker. And I thought, oh, she can take it. But Mm -hmm. that's not the point. The point isn't that she, she's going to leave the end of the shift and she'll still know that she worked hard. The point is the next Mm -hmm. shift that she comes in and I'm on the schedule. I don't want her to feel heavy or burdened or frustrated. Like, Oh, Jacqueline was such a bitch last time. Um, And I think too, like we, as women, if we want to stop hearing that we need to, you know, be communicative on our side too. Even Mm -hmm. if you think the other person, it's like, no, 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 they owe me. They need to reach out. Maybe we Mm -hmm. need to start going to them and being like, Hey, I think you're a leader in this space. Hey, I respect you and the work that you do. I need you to help me get there. Yeah. That's so cool. She sounds like a badass. That she is. standing up to you. (laughs) (laughs) But also, like, what a great teaching moment of, like, that says, like, the purpose of being a leader is to, like, you know, she was looking for, like, what can I do better or differently that I don't know. And, like, the purpose of being a leader is to be effective. Is like, that's the main goal of being a leader is to be effective in whatever, you know, trying to push a team or, like, help somebody in life in general. It's just you want to be effective. And, like, that's what analyzing all of this is looking at. Like, what methods are most effective? What do people respond to? And I think... Most of us, really, when we think about that, can just answer it from situations we've experienced in our everyday life. Like, when have you been around someone that's motivated you, like truly motivated you versus, you know, either yelled at you or was trying to drive you to do better? 
or on the other side was like too passive and compassionate and coddling. Wow. Coddling. I think that's a really good one too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I do think that there is a place for like nurturing and understanding, but also holding people accountable for the work that they need to do, holding people accountable to expectations. I, I definitely, I think that I'm realizing now too, there are definitely moments in which like I've, I've been coddled or I've seen that I don't have to do that much and I've just chosen not to. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, and it's just too, I feel like that's such a natural reaction for us of like, we're going to take the path of least resistance. If you're making this easier, I'm going to take you up on that. Mm -hmm. Just being effective and being a leader, it's like, how do we figure that out to be the most effective? And, you know, obviously it's situational, but there are qualities that we can bring in and try to embrace on both ends of the spectrum. And I think that's where we would like to hear from you listeners. Yes. Um, and maybe we should, maybe we should even take the initiative and we should talk about like, hold ourselves accountable to some things. I know that Mm -hmm. I sometimes say that I'm like very honest and upfront, but sometimes I'm honest and upfront in a way that's a little jaded, honest and upfront in a way that's a little cold when it doesn't have to be, but Mm -hmm. it's my way of being like, just so you know, I'm still annoyed. And that's not something I admire about myself. That's not something I like about myself. And I think that that is something that I would like to work on. Um, I think the honesty and assertiveness that comes from masculine leadership styles, but also the compassion and understanding that comes from feminine leadership styles. Yeah, I really need to figure out how to be more motivating in general, because like where I sit right now is basically, I don't know, maybe middle of the spectrum. Who knows? Who knows where you categorize this? But to where like I'm not that masculine like trying to drive people to be motivated just because I also feel like a lot of times that's disingenuous Mm -hmm. and it's just like, you know, a little Tony Robbins-y. So how do I do that in a way that's not too soft or I'm like, you can do it, honey. (laughs) But, you know, just empowering people in a way that, you know, makes them, they're like, yeah, I know I can do it, mom. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Not like that, but, you know, so learning how to take notes from both sides to get to that. But yeah, I'd be interested, like, have you guys had similar experiences? Do you, is it obvious to tell, like, what qualities that you've come across make good leaders? Or even if you have like a hard time really like nailing down certain characteristics, like who is somebody who is a good leader to you and then move Mm -hmm. backwards from that. Even if you can't start with characteristics and like leadership style, pick a person Mm -hmm. and then kind of try and work backwards to figure out some of the things that they did that was really like moving or motivating or helpful to you. And definitely let Mm -hmm. us know. This is a community journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your homework is due by the (laughs) (laughs) way. 
<laughs> just kidding but we are interested and we will share anything that we learn yes yeah and also another fun part is figuring out like how we want to share it like what is a way that like works really well like um facebook group reddit thread um email newsletter just social media do you guys feel like you can really connect with people on instagram or is there another way that you like to do it let us know because we're mm-hmm. just two gals chatting <laughs> but we we want to make this bigger than just us that was really the whole point of why we mm-hmm. wanted to start honey and heart <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> And for the record, today is 11 2 2020. Deep One breath, everyone. Yeah, tomorrow is election day 2020. Pray for us, world. This is something that you said like four years ago that you probably forgot, like you said. But I remember you just being like, I'm still growing, they're still growing, and we're just growing at different rates. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, as we get older, we realize that older people are just people. And unfortunately, sometimes things get a little bit skewed. We all get a little bit lost along the way. Mm-hmm. And just because somebody has some years on us doesn't mean that they know something we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was no initiation to adulthood, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also think for for myself and for anybody listening, I hope that we're feeling a little bit more positive in, in a few months. Um, it feels a little bit heavy right now, but I've really just been reminding myself that although big change is exciting and it's nice to think like, oh, big change will mean big change, but sometimes little change is the biggest change. Mm-hmm. Like with the Black Lives Matter movement, we've seen so many cities and counties and states that are choosing to take the initiative, even when our federal government isn't. And I think that that's really important to remember. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not the whole country, make it your family, make it your neighborhood, make it your county. And that's how we'll figure it out. Thank you for coming to our sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Still follow us though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> On Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. <laughs> yes, now that we've, we were honestly like, how are we going to end this episode? And now that we've talked about literally everything under the sun, it feels like a good place to end it. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us on episode two. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>